Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and we are continuing our series about the Holy Spirit, and the plan is to stick with this topic until we get um, to uh, June, I believe it's 3rd, Friday, and uh, the Friday before Pentecost Sunday. So we have a couple weeks um, to work through some stuff, and I, I want to try to cover a lot of bases and I hope you find it find this encouraging and helpful. So today I want to begin to talk about different ministries of the Holy Spirit. And he works in our lives, you know, in the area of our, our spiritual growth, our sanctification. He he works in our life in the area of ministry and mission, and, and we think about spiritual gifts around that. And he's at work in the world, um, you know, bringing God's presence and life and especially uh, drawing people to God. And I want to sort of hit on all those spaces, but we want to be careful. We can distinguish those areas, but but the Holy Spirit is one of the persons of the Trinity, and uh, these things aren't nice, neat little boxes. They 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 blend together. Um, you know, for example, um, if someone has the gift of teaching, the Holy Spirit, I think you could surmise, perhaps gives that gift so that that person needs that spiritual gift to force them to wrestle with things that will help them grow into Christ. I think God is that wise and able to put things together. So with that, I want to talk about um, the, the first ministry of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to begin by saying, um, I love what many people say when they say, the primary gift of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit himself. He gives himself to us. And in prior episodes, I talked about how that happens in our lives and um, and so, <clears throat> but the first thing he gives us, I think, is captured in Romans 5, 5. If you were at St. Pat's just two days ago on Sunday, I referenced this in my homily. Didn't dig deep into it, but just kind of made a reference to it. But l- let me read this, and <clears throat> this picks up mid-sentence, and it says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts, through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So in that little portion of a sentence, that's like a power pack of Holy Spirit dynamo. And it's a beautiful verse. So to get into what it means, though, we have to kind of step back and ask some questions. So it says it's God's love that's important to us. So it's not just love is a generic thing or some sort of independent force. It's it's the actual love that belongs to God. And, and who is God? God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the name of the God we worship. That's the name of the one true God. And Jesus is the Father's Son who's become human. And through Jesus, we come to know the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's That's basic Christianity. And there's a lot of technical language we could use around this, but 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 let me just say this. Part of the truth of the Trinity is that God is eternal. God has always existed as God is. He never becomes. He's he's pure act, theologians say. Um, he he's he's the fullness of all he ever will be. He is now, has been, will be. And so from all eternity, um what we profess as Christians and believe is that 
God the Father has begotten God the Son, and and God the Son is the Father's word, and and in that there's this love that the Father pours out into the Son, an active love, and the Son passively receives it and then gives it back to the Father, and that this dynamic has existed in all eternity. And then <clears throat> that love is so alive, and it's a, it's a love that flows out of the communication of a relationship that God's very wind or breath flows out of it. What the Hebrews called Ruach and what the Greeks called Pneuma, the New Testament calls Pneuma, that is the Spirit of God. And this Spirit is fully God as well. Therefore, He is personal. And so this very love that existed from all eternity between God the Father and God the Son is sort of sort of spills over into who the Holy Spirit is. And when we are baptized and place our faith in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live within us. Therefore, God's love is poured into us. And here's what's, a, what's critical to understand. It's saying more than just we become an object of God's love or a greater object of God's love. It's not that we're just an object of God's love. It's that that very love, that, that love that is the love that exists between the Father and the Son, that in a sense, because the Holy Spirit is that love, it is, I want to say embodied, but that's not right because God doesn't have a body. As you can tell, when we talk at this level about God, the language is always inadequate. It's never perfect. You have to be so careful. But let me just say that it, it's, it's, it's embodied or, or personed by the Holy Spirit. And it's that love that's poured into you and me. And it means a couple things. It means one is the love that you and I have from God is the same love the Father has for the Son. It's not lesser, it's not can't be greater. That very love, that same love that the father has when he when he sees his son is the very same love the father has for you. That's why the Bible uses this language of we're, we're adopted and then the Holy Spirit comes into us and through that we cry, Abba, Father, because we, we get to participate in that. And then, <clears throat> and then, so we're part, we get to sort of be part of this this family called the Trinity, not not by um, um, nature, but by grace. This is basic Christianity, by the way, as you as you already know. And so, and then that love is in us, so therefore it can transform us into people who love. And through that love, we can become people who love God and love other people, because that very love that is God is in us through the Holy Spirit. That's the primary gift. And what I would say is every other work of the Holy Spirit flows out of that. If it's the work of us becoming sanctified, growing in holiness, becoming transformed in the likeness of Christ, whatever you know, language you want to use to talk about this reality, it's ultimately that love in us from the Holy Spirit that's forming us. We have to cooperate with it and there are practices and things we do, but those are our, our means to cooperate with this life that's in us. And then all the ministries and gifts, they're all about love and loving um, our brothers and sisters in Christ and loving our world. That's why in the middle of 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, which is a section where Paul deals with spiritual gifts, all three of those chapters are about that topic, 
right in the middle is 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul says, really, the greatest gift of all, above all these other gifts, is love itself. And it's rooted in this truth that's in Romans 5.5. So as we think about the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit and allowing him to, to let his fullness exist in our life, this is the core thing we're looking for. Love. The love of the Father toward the Son and the Son to the Father and the Spirit to the Father and the Son filling our lives. And everything else that flows out of it is about that. God bless and have a great day.